3: Sports Complex afternoons five to seven. Woo! Hell yeah! On the Horn.
2: Back on hour two with the Sports Complex here on the Horn. We're going to get into some Sark audio talking about the defense their performance from the scrimmage, and some standout players, all that coming up, along with some MLB news. May play some Ian Robbie for you as well. And last call, join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is the Specs text line, how you can join the conversation with us right here on the Sports Complex. Let's get into some Sark audio. He talked to the media yesterday. They had the big scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, A lot of the reports coming out of that scrimmage. Involved uh, some disdain for the offensive performance, and really just a lack of focus on offense. They there was uh, you know apparently too many pre snap penalties, just some some small focus things that then expounded into the defense taking advantage. And reports where the defense looked a lot better. So we focused on the offense yesterday here on the show. If you missed any of that, you can check it out on the podcast page at hornfm.com, wherever you get your podcasts from. But let's get into what Sark said about the defense in the scrimmage and the defense going forward this year. Because for Texas this year, it's a big year for the defense as much as for Sark's offense. It's a crucial year for Quinn Ewers to show up and Xavier Worthy to be to excel past what he did his freshman year, and to find a running back and J.T. Sanders to solidify himself as one of the best tight ends in Texas football history. All of those things are true for the offense, but without the defense, PK is on a is a, on a trajectory to grow the defense and get it playing at a higher level. There's a lot of recruits, and you need that recruiting to continue. As you get into the SEC, that defensive line play needs to keep improving. You need to keep recruiting at a very high level for this defense because one down year could slow down momentum recruiting-wise. So it is a big year for defense as well, knowing that you're about to go into the SEC and your defensive play is going to have to keep improving year after year. Here's what Sark had to say yesterday about the defense and the scrimmage so we can build to where we're going.
0: As far as the scrimmage directly goes – you know, I thought defensively um, they, they had a good they had a good scrimmage, and I think it started a with their energy. I thought they brought really good positive energy for one another, and it, and it showed. You know, a lot of defense is about effort, and it's about attitude, and then you, you got to play right. And I thought that they brought that. I thought a run defense was was very stout. I thought they did a the defense did a nice job in the red zone of getting stops in the red area at times, although maybe the ball moved down the field, they found a way to get stops and to force field goals, which was really real positive. And I think a lot of that, the run game and red zone stops started up front. I thought the the line of scrimmage, our our front seven is playing a a really good brand of football right now. I was proud of them for that. And and some of the guys that stood out up front, because I don't get to talk about everybody all the time, but thought Tavondre Sweat probably had his best day Saturday. And when he plays like that, we're a lot better uh, because he's very difficult to block. I thought Leonga Lafau really made a lot of strides from spring ball through the first 10 days or so of training camp, and you know had a really good scrimmage Saturday. I thought Ethan Burke had a really nice scrimmage. Um, you know, kind of, you know, both edges kind of getting solidified now, and I feel really good about those first three guys with Sorel. Uh, Justice and Burke and, and what those guys can do. I thought Gavin Holmes had a really good week and the week turned out to he had a really good scrimmage and so that, that was a positive. Uh, and then the two guys that have been Mainstays up front that have been you know kind of solidifying their spots and what they're doing, obviously Alfred Collins and Byron Murphy again, you know and so that, that, that front is, is tough. Um, they're big, they're physical, they're athletic. Uh, they're playing really well together. and I think a lot of that stems from Jalen. Uh just his communication up there at the at the line of scrimmage and getting everybody tied together, so that was good,
2: looking there at in the scrimmage that it seems that this defensive unit and Jalen Catalan, who mentions there at the end uh is showing that he is bringing in a different level of awareness and i I think it's just coming from a different system of a team that now is so many guys from the same system that he's able to bring in a different look. Than some of these guys that have been brought in and taught everything that the transfer portal can bring for you sometimes, but having everybody be on the same page now, you've heard the players talk about how much better it is that these players are able to you know go much more off of instinct and go off of go off of feel, and they know so much more in the system than they did you know, in many previous years for Texas football defense where they haven't been able to keep the same coaches and they've been thrown on the bus. And I'll give Sark, if you don't want to give him credit for many other things, the fact that he's been loyal to PK and kept a same coaching staff kind of intact for three seasons where some others may have thrown somebody under the bus, that is helping this defense exponentially as you get into year three. And one of the other parts that is helping with is the physicality they're starting to be able to play with that you're starting to work on smaller things that you may not be able to focus on at this part of camp. If you're still trying to install a defense, if you're still trying to install a lot of pieces to a lot of these players, you can't work on things and clean up tackling, for instance. And something that will drive every fan, every coach, every player crazy, if it's not you making the tackle, is poor tackling. And Sark has talked a few times in this this offseason about – the injuries going through camp and going getting through practices and scrimmages that the injuries have been pretty nice because they 've been a little bit more physical because he has a, he feels he has the depth to risk it, but I feel the technique is getting better at some of these tackles, so you may not have all that luck once you get in the game, of course we'd hope we would, but you may not, but if we look at the tackling as a microcosm of the defense as a whole being able to fix each and every one of their flaws. Here's Sark talking about what the tackling is starting to look like at this scrimmage.
0: I've been impressed with the tackling. Um, you know, uh, sometimes you even think about the younger guys you'd be a little concerned with just because the the the, the speed of it and the size of it. Um, but, you know, like Manny Muhammad's had two good scrimmages from a tackling perspective, which... When we recruited him, I don't know if we thought that that was going to be one of his strengths. You know, we knew we were getting a long cover corner who did that. You know, Leongla Fowl had a great, you know, tackle, force, fumble Saturday. So the young guy's there too. But but I do think, like, you know, Jalen Catalan, I want to give him some credit because I think he's brought uh, an attitude about him, a physicality about him, and an, and an intensity about him to go along with kind of what Bug brings um, that – I think has set a tone of you know we, we want to be a knockback tackling defense we want we want to populate the football we want to get the ball off of people and create more turnovers uh and in turn i think we've tackled well now we tackled more early in training camp than we have historically and um you know that's why i credit the fact that we're healthy the way that we are and we have probably had a more physical training camp um, i think has been impressive so I feel comfortable, but we're not perfect yet. And um, you know, we had some opportunities, which I showed the team this morning, where we have to apply the drill work that we do early in practice when we work on tackling. You guys have seen some of that when, when you're there at early in practice. We have to apply those drills in game, right? And when it's a sideline tackle, when it's a two-on-one vice tackle, uh, when it's a cut tackle opportunity, we have to apply those things. And I think we missed some of those Saturday. And so that's something that uh, we definitely can improve upon.
2: So that's where you get into talking about the the early the early parts of your drills to get into get people's minds. You can actually work on he, the the small parts of your practices. You can expound on them because you are not so focused on everyone being in the wrong place at all the time. You can focus on this defense now as opposed to having to worry about pre-snap penalties and and Not having the right guys on the field, you're starting to be able to worry about little bit smaller things like can you have can you have guys tackling form tackling, getting things done correctly, and that's not just form tackling, but it's it's the burst off of the line when you're when you're edge rushing. It's about where you're dropping back in coverage and and bumping and running and just everything you can kind of do on defense all the little drills, all those pieces getting worked on more and more because the defense is more comfortable to have a leader like Jalen Ford, to have a leader like Jalen Catalan now on this team, to have some leaders on this defensive end that are going to be able to push this defense to be better while keeping them in line and keeping them in the place they need to be is is going to be huge. Now you just have to have some of these other – he mentions there – Mohammed, that he's stepping up and doing a little bit better. You're going to need some of these younger guys to step up. And Sark was asked yesterday about weak side linebackers. Say you lose some guys, you have to bring in some new people. How did he feel about the weak side linebackers of Texas here, Sark?
0: Yeah, you know, David, um, he, he's very intentional with his approach to what he does. You know, he's had a really good offseason, um, winter, spring ball, summer, um, you know he's he's such an intense human uh, that that everything he does is full speed. You know he goes, and sometimes we almost want him to tempo it a little bit, right? But um, you know, so that he definitely brings that 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 in level of intensity and energy to the game. Mo, obviously, a very versatile guy, and the fact that you know with the safety background, you know he has the ability to to cover. He has the ability. To, you know, I think he's a good blitzer. Um, he's a he's a violent player. When he goes, he goes, and, and he's violent at the point of contact. Um, so definitely positives there. I think from an from Anthony's perspective, um, you know, what he doesn't know, he kind of makes up for with instincts. You know, he definitely has good instincts for, for the game. He might not be right, but gets his hand on a ball. Um, it might not be the exact rush. We're, we're trying to get, but he finds his way to get to the quarterback. And so the, his instincts kick in. So everybody's got strengths. Everybody's got things that we're going to continue to work on. Um, but I envision, you know, at some way, shape, or form, all those guys will be on the field for us.
2: That's where we get into the depth of some of these positions and Anthony Barr and, and, you know, seeing if he's David Benda, seeing if they're going to be able to play at the highest level and where their skill set's going to be you're going to need everyone to perform at some very high levels week two. You're going to need to perform pretty much the entire Big 12 schedule. You're going to need guys to perform at a high level because we know a defense is only as strong as its weakest link in many points. And if they find a way through the middle of the the defensive line and they find it over and over and over again, you can try and help over there, but your defensive line is going to have to step up. Texas is now getting into the point of depth, though, that there's starting to be more and more players who are finding playing time and to say you don't necessarily have to keep somebody on the field as much if they're becoming an issue on this defense. And that's where the defense can really take that next step is when can you start to get your lineup of if somebody underperforms, you do not have a problem pulling them out. Sark is had a problem with multiple players saying they're clearly more talented. They're the higher star recruit they're the guy who's going to play in this game no matter what even if they're making mental mistakes even if they're allowing and they're the they're the weakest link they're going to stay out there because they're just having a bad game and they, I think they'll turn it around you're starting to get depth now that that may not be as big of an issue for Texas this season on defense that you know barring injury you're going to have several linebackers who can rotate in and out and if one's not having a great game or you know the skill set of the players they're playing against doesn't favor them, they're going to be able to find a place to – you'll be able to find the next guy to step up and get in that line. Sark also talked about players that would earn playing time and who was somebody that stood out and may get a spot that we weren't expecting to be on this depth chart or in the 2D Prilly at all. Here's who Sark said maybe some guys that could step up and play some actual minutes this season that we may not have been expecting
0: no i mean i think a guy that's been impressive you know jelani mcdonald is a kid who sometimes those kids that come in the summer you you know, you get so consumed with the mid-years yeah. and then these guys that show up in the summer you don't really know um but, and you don't know in july because you, there's you know you, we're not we're just doing fu- skill development he's a physical player you know and and he's got a high football iq so he, he's a guy that definitely um Kind of stands out to me you know, right off the bat and i think ryan niblet's another guy just two guys that came in the summer to me that as i'm watching them now you know the, these guys are these guys are going to be good players for us is it going to be week one i don't know i don't know yet but i have been i've been you know just pleased with with the work that they've put in
2: that's going to be a key for everyone on this bench right now for the freshmen for the sophomores forever whoever's not starting when this depth chart which he said yesterday that the depth chart will probably be at least released to the team by the end of the week. So they can kind of get into the number one, who are the real number ones, who are the real number twos, who's in the rotation. That should be released by the end of the week. It could change after the scrimmage. Who knows? But if you get to that lineup, that's where you want to see the players that once you get that depth chart, and you don't know where you're at right now, but you say, say you're three, you need to be playing like you're trying to get to that number one spot. We know Rob Bayer has talked about it all the time when he was playing there, and it was still DBU and they still had a, a lineup of DBs, they would sometimes switch them just to make them work that much harder. That's what Texas defense is going to need this year because there are going to be different fronts you face and different offensive game plans throughout this season and you may not be the right one for you may not, ha- the starter may not be the best place, the best player for that defense and if you're behind them and you're working hard enough, you may get in and you know, if you play as well as the starter did, you may keep that job. And that's what Texas needs is they need to have that level of depth that we see at these major programs. If you want to start competing with the Georgias and Alabamas, that's what those guys can do is every year you hear the story of a guy who is a starter but not, not a, you know, a, pre, a preseason All-American, but just a starter and someone that comes up behind him is a year ahead of schedule. That's what Texas needs to see a lot of because there are still some places on this defense that there's question marks. There's some question marks in, in the defensive backroom. There's a lot of talent in that defensive back room, But there's still some questions if they're going to be able to go up against the best wide receivers in the country and some of the best game planners in the country and really shut them down and allow you to have a little bit more help on the run game in the Big 12. Are the defenders going to be able to play man and play and are they going to be able to be stuck on an island? And if someone's not... Is there someone behind him waiting to take his job or at least go out there and push him to be even better? Can they continue to push each other to be the best players they can be in Texas? That's what you want to see. Another position that we're hearing good reports from, we're hearing a lot of good reports, but has needed to improve. The last two years it has improved each year. It needs to improve once again is the edge. Your edge rusher is a very important part in anyone's uh, game planning today for football. So you're going to need your your edge rushers to step up. One of those players who stepped up for the Texas Longhorns is Ethan Burke, and here's Sark talking about Ethan Burke and his progress.
3: What does Ethan Burke do best, and how much have you seen him work?
0: Blue collar man. He he's a blue collar guy. I think a he has he has great length. You know he's he's got length, uh, but at the end of the day, the guy's a mechanic. Man, he goes to work. He rolls his sleeves up. He doesn't mind getting grimy. Um, you know, he's, he's always going to try to find an edge somewhere. Um, and he, and he's got good wits about him, you know, he knows how to play the game. And so obviously coming from a great program at Westlake, I think he was taught, you know, really well coming out of high school. You see it with Vosick as well. Uh, but Ethan just being a year advanced in the system, I think he knows how to really just play the game, but he definitely has a, a toughness, a griminess about him that, that we appreciate.
2: That's. I mean, first of all, I, I. mean, I've never associated blue collar and Westlake together, but I. You know, props to Ethan Burke for having a coach say blue collar and Westlake together. I know they put work into the thing. I'm just taking a shot. I'm a Westwood guy, so I had to take a shot. But Ethan Burke stepping up, he needs to play at a higher level, and Vosick needs to come up behind him and push him because you need to have an edge rusher. And you know what? If you're going to have to switch out and rotate them a bit more, so that you're fresher than that that left tackle and that right tackle, and you're fresher than whatever running back is trying to pass pro or tight end or whoever is trying to get in your way. If you need to get in there and and rotate the guys, you need to have a a pass rush that is starting to get on people because it is going to change the field position. And for a, for an offense that we are still have questions about how often they're going to be able to pick up first downs if Sark is going to continue to take third down. And once we get to third and fourth uh, quarters – That defense, if you're able to put them behind the chains and make them slow the game down for you to where you can get into these games a little bit better and let your offense rest a little bit more, let your defense get out there and really feel the momentum switch when the offense is trying to make a big play and they maybe scored a touchdown on you and you get that pass rush and all of a sudden the momentum swings back in your favor, those plays are huge. And that comes from edge rushing as much as it comes from anywhere else. So you want to see those guys improve. Also, Sark talked about the depth of this team now and what it allows players to do in finding the specific roles for each player where you may not be number one on the depth chart, but you can still find a major role in this team. Here's Sark talking about some depth and roles.
0: Yeah, I I I mean it is. You know, I mean that's that's the whole key to this whole thing is that you know you can rotate players you can if a player gets injured the guy that that goes in to replace him is more than qualified to do the job um, and that his teammates can count on him that he's going to do it right Uh, but i think it goes beyond talent Uh, i think there has to be a mindset too Um, i think that's dangerous when you just rely on talent to bail you out and i think that that's something this team is really starting to embody it's there's a work ethic about them there's a style of play about them Um, there's a, there's a level of intensity about them that, that make our practices very competitive and tough and hard. Um, and in turn, when you don't operate that way, it shows pretty dramatically and, um, the players will be quick to let you know. And and I, and I, and I appreciate that because they want to be great. They want to have a great football team and they know they need everybody. You know, it doesn't matter when we sit in a team room, as I talk to our players, everybody's got a role on our team. And you know I, I get it. There's the Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthys you know, of the world, the Jalen Fords of the world. Um, but on that same note, there's that other guy who is getting him ready to play every week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and how valuable he is to give the really good look to push them to be the best that they can be day in and day out. And I, I do think our team has a great deal of respect for one another that way, that, that everybody has a role on our team that's going to contribute to our success. And when you, can, when you can understand your role and everybody can appreciate your role and then you can do maximum effort in your role, man, that, that's when you have something pretty special. And so uh, I would say the majority of our team really understands that aspect.
2: That's something that Sark has preached a ton. This coaching staff has preached a ton to their players, and you hear it in every player interview, that that is the line, that everybody is going to be a, a very crucial part of this team and if as long as you find your role and you do your role, you'll, you'll be a crucial part. And that is great. But I will tell you again that some of these players need to understand that it is, that even though football is a team sport, you need to have some ego of your own in there. And to be great, you have to want to be great and not just fit into your role in all places. Now, if you're a third string, you probably shouldn't be trying to rock the boat a whole bunch. And you want to work your, your butt off. You want to get out there and do everything you can do, right? But you don't need to be out there saying, I need to be the starter. But if you are a starting running back and your opportunities come at a, at a, are coming at a premium because maybe the ball is being thrown downfield more than being handed off, you need to really show what you're going to put that effort forward every time you go out there. You need to put that extra effort that I will be the great running back that I can be. If you are the wide receiver and you go run those routes, you need to be able to run routes and pass block and do everything else that even if you're not going to get those calls on that play, when you go into that film room, everyone knows. Every coach knows. Every player knows watching it. Man, that guy's killing it right now. And that guy needs to get a little bit more, more love. If you're an A.D. Mitchell... And you want to be the wide receiver. And you know Xavier Worthy's on the other side. And they're going to show him all the attention. Especially early in the season. You need to go out there and be great. Be elite. If you're Jonathan Brooks, you need to go out there early in the season and show them on film that you can be elite. You need to be that player. So I'm all for have your role and know it. But sometimes you need to step up. And if your role is not considered to be the best player, you should always try and be the best player. Finally, The secret weapon of the Longhorns this year, what really needs to be going for this team to be playing on all cylinders, and it's not just punting and kicking, but it is the special teams because it is how you continue to flip a field, and we know in third and fourth quarters you're going to need every inch to hold some of these leads if Sark does not fix all of his play calling proclivities. Here's Sark on the depth in special teams now.
0: You know, it does, it does. And I think that's, you know, where Coach Banks does a great job of, you know, a lot of times early on in camp, as we go, we're learning the players. And, you know, you, you, you know Jalen Ford, we know, is, is a really good guy on kickoff coverage, like Demo and those guys were a year ago. But sometimes you put a guy behind him that, man, this guy's going to be a player. So he can learn from that, and all of a sudden Jalen can come off and that next guy's stepping in can be that type of player. And, and so you sometimes you try to back those guys up, your frontline starter guys, with guys that you know are going are gonna to grow into that role.
2: That's one thing that, that Longhorns have that not a ton of teams have. Some great teams do, but not every team has, is the ability to really build your players on special teams because your veterans are buying into it because the Keelan Robinsons and Jalen Fords and DeMarvion Overshawns bought bought into it and Roshan bought into it and guys that are in the NFL now bought into the special teams and they played at a high level there and it helped their play elsewhere, that you're able to show that to the younger players who are getting some playing time because they now see the path to being the starter and the Longhorns is through special teams for a lot of guys. It's a great look for a a, a building of a dynasty of a, a team is what you want to build to be able to build that special teams and get them to the next level. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little MLB. We'll talk about it, the Longhorns in the NFL, a topic that E and Robbie were talking about yesterday. And uh, we'll keep taking your text, 512-337-3776, 512-337-3776. Talking about running backs in the NFL, talking about Texas football defense. You can text us in your thoughts, 512-337-3776 is the Specs text line. And we'll be right back here on the Sports Complex in the Horn, 1019 AM, 1260 on the Horn app and hornfm.com.
3: Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on the
2: horn. In the horn playing our songs about waiting all week long just waiting for college football waiting for the nfl just waiting 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 it feels like it's been forever but it's almost here we did rain dances last week and we got rain today it wasn't a lot but maybe maybe they'll play maybe we'll get a friday night game are they gonna throw it in <laughs> we got vandergriff on friday night here on the horn got some high school football for you So we'll get that for you. Let's get some MLB news. Remember, you can join the conversation, 512-337-3776. Join the conversation there. Uh, We'll read some of the text. I know, Chan, I got you. I'm going to respond to you here in a little bit. Uh, MLB news, though. uh, We we didn't mention this over the weekend, but on Monday, Jose Altuve did join the 2000 Hit Club this weekend, uh, which is awesome. It's a very cool thing. And it's not impossible. He will move further up on this list. Uh, but it is one of those things when you hear it and you're like, yeah, man. So it, that's elite company and it's, it's, it's rare company, but I won't say it's elite. Cause he's now 289th all time in hits, but a big achievement for Jose Altuve. Uh, I know some people still hold out grudges. He, he wasn't, he wasn't cheating, but they've gone through and done the studies and listened to everything. I know you want to believe that there was a buzzer, but there wasn't, there's no proof of this. It's all made up lies. They, the Astros cheated. The Astros 100% cheated. That's all proven. That, they did that. Altuve was one that didn't appreciate it as much. Uh, but the Astros and the Mariners win last night. Rangers lost their fifth straight. Going to have to turn the ship up. Uh, but they're going to have some problems today. They're pitching John Gray, who's pretty good on the road, 5-2. and two. Uh, They played a bullpen game against the Dimebacks. Thought that would be an easier win for them last night. Didn't matter. Uh, Diamondbacks get the win. Zach Gallen pitching tonight for the Diamondbacks. He is 10-1 and at home with a 1.2 ERA, 1.82 ERA at home for the Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen is. So a big game for the Rangers tonight, uh, pregame, 8 o'clock right here on the Horn. Check that out. And for the Astros tonight, Justin Verlander is playing. He will be the starting pitcher for the Astros tonight against the Red Sox. Again, a big series against the Red Sox. Uh, the Astros are now a game-and-a-half back. From the Rangers for first place in the AL West, the Mariners are two games back from the Rangers, so a half game back from the Astros, which means they're a half game back from the Astros in the wild card. And the Red Sox still lost last night are two games back from the Astros in the wild card. Everyone is right there. It is getting to be that part of the season where things are getting a little bit more uh, intense and you're seeing more games come out. And couldn't have been a worse time for Jordan Alvarez to have a uh, dumb injury apparently jammed his finger in a door today, scratched from the lineup. I believe they're going with soreness. I believe soreness is what they're saying, but he has been scratched by the lineup, which means Yannir Diaz will come to that DH position. Uh, Verlander is one of those guys. He has two players that he likes to have with him. He likes to have a guy in front of him and a guy behind him at all times. uh, Mauricio Dubon is pretty much the center fielder for Verlander. He likes Dubon behind him, and he likes to have Maldonado on the plate. So that means uh, John Singleton is going to be playing first base. I would put uh, Yannier Diaz at first base. He will be the DH filling in for Jordan uh, Alvarez. The young guys came back. They had that players-only meeting. The Astros did after getting swept by the Mariners, and really they showed they the young players like these guys got have more energy. Some of these older players don't seem like they're getting up for it enough. Uh, but Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, Yannir Diaz, Jordan Alvarez, of course. Those guys have been playing really – when they play together, the Astros have a really good record. So look out for all that. And another thing to watch for tonight, if you are a Yankees hater like I am, the Yankees look to snap their eight-game losing streak tonight against the Nationals. It's the longest active streak in MLB. And they haven't lost nine straight games since 1982. That is crazy. And that was a first season of a 13-year postseason drought, their longest in the last century. That is crazy for the Yankees. They could go and lose a nine-game losing streak against the Nationals, could continue tonight. Uh, something to watch for with the Yankees. Want to get to something from me and Robbie? We told you we were going to play it yesterday, so we're going to play it today. Uh, they had a really good conversation about the Longhorns in the NFL, and if you want to talk about what is going to help this Longhorn program continue, even if Sark... Doesn't work out, but how you got to keep your name in the in the public knowledge and and yes, I know horns down is everywhere, so we're always going to be there. But you have to keep Nate players in the NFL, players for the Longhorns in the NFL doing well. Lots of them around. Here's Ian Robby talking about Longhorns in the NFL.
3: You know what the number is for number of Texas players on NFL rosters right now? Former Longhorns who are trying to make NFL rosters. Oh, that's
1: good. I do not know that.
3: Ty, do you have a guess number of players in camp right now?
1: Twenty four.
3: 41. I was
1: going to say it's definitely higher 41, than 41, former
3: yeah. Longhorns. That's good. Uh, and some of the best performances of the weekend. Uh, well, the worst on a good, bad, and ugly Monday is DeMarvion Overshone is out for the year.
1: Yeah, torn ACL.
3: Such a shame. Brutal. Routine play, foot got caught in the, in, in the turf as he turned, and... You kind of could tell from, you know, he went off in a cart. Or once he got to the sidelines, he walked off under his own power, but then they put him in the cart, took him to the locker room. It's a great opportunity to sit back and learn and watch and see what a year in the NFL better is. Better like, to play. I know, watch. I know, but just take, a, take yeah. a positive out of it. No, you're right. A lot that, of mental got reps. To.
1: That's a glass half full. Also, I like the, that.
3: the more Ojimo injury that we saw, he left on a cart, immobilized on Thursday night. He's doing much better, by all accounts, from the Philadelphia Eagles. It's now been, it's now longer been calling a neck injury, they're calling a concussion for more Ojimo, head injury. Psst.
1: Yeah, very still serious. Yeah, still scary, but at least now you know it seems like he's gonna just be put in concussion protocol. And, and looks and like he'll be okay. Yes, and monitored.
3: Yeah. Uh, he got hit in the side of the head.
1: Yeah, the NFL, uh, this preseason week, bad for the league. You had guys getting carted off, different reasons. Just,
3: New England canceled their game with the Packers. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the image the NFL does not want to really project about football. That's, they're trying to stay away from that, considering last year you had the DeMar Hamlin thing. Yeah, You had Tua going down. Oh, Tua has learned how to fall.
3: I saw him. Did you see him? In the Houston game. He's done He's better at falling. He's, he, tucked his, he tucked his chin. Yes. So he learned it from he Jiu-Jitsu or whatever.
1: Yeah, he tucked his chin. He learned. There you go, man.
3: Uh-huh. It and works. Tua looked good, by the way. He threw a terrible interception on the Early first play on, against yeah. the Texans, yeah, and, that and, was the, and the Texans didn't even score. <laughs> um, they didn't score Don't from the seven-yard line. <laughs> uh, but we'll get we'll get to the Texans coming up because uh, C.J. Stroud, I thought, looked much, much better. He looked. He, he, I think you saw some glimpses of why C.J. Stroud was the second pick in the draft on Saturday against the Dolphins. Um, so as far as the 41 Longhorns, Colt McCoy got the starting nod for the Cardinals against Kansas City. He's very likely to be the starting quarterback for them when the season begins cuz oh, Kyler Murray's not ready
1: and he's not going to be ready for a while.
3: So Colt McCoy, it's a tough spot for him cuz it reminds you of when Colt was in like Cleveland, they're just not very good. Mm-hmm. And they're rebuilding. They're trying to play for draft picks and Colt's going to be he's going to get the start. Yeah, but it it's But DeAndre Hopkins yeah. is gone. Yeah. Uh they
1: It's going to be a stress
3: it's going to be stressful start and it's in a very Colt. good division with the 49ers, the Seahawks, Seahawks are good, Rams, yeah. and Aaron Donald i feel for colt but he went five for eight
1: he's a nah colt's tough he's he's tough tough. he's tough
3: well you've seen him on bad teams before it's just you're trying he's played for the browns he's good it was like like (laughs) watching sam ellinger last (laughs) year he started
1: for the browns i think
3: i think the cardinals this year could resemble the browns you know what i'm saying (laughs) you're right because i bad ownership all the projections are they gonna
1: have the number one and number right top two two picks
3: because they have the texans pick for next year too (sighs) the lions came out for like gambling for every single game this year and they're not favored and one single game,
1: <laughs> and not one game.
3: Nope. Oh, Just oh. to start the year, I you know that changes. Is that the case but. for
1: any other team in the league, though? Did they?
3: No, they're again, the only team. They're wow. Only team. Uh, how about Man, it uh, a, speaking of that's a nice
1: factoid right there. Sam
3: Ellinger. <laughs> Sam Ellinger led the Colts on two touchdown drives. They've already named Anthony Richardson Richardson their starter, but he's in competition with uh, Gardner Minshew. He'll be on this roster. Can we hear a touchdown run from Sam Ellinger? He, he led them on two t- touchdown drives in a four-minute span, mm-hmm. including this uh, typical Bam Bam Sam run. ...last year, a guy that was a four-year really special teamer for
2: the Colts. Ellinger. There's a pass. There's a touchdown. Mr. August, here he is again. Fourth quarter comeback, Sam Ellinger. I'll tell you what, oh, no. but, you know, getting back to
1: that interview, I mean. There you go. Mr. August. Mr. Oh, calling. he already got a nickname? Basically, in the preseason, he just regs shop in the That's preseason. That's the only time he
3: gets to play. He, well, he shop did get
1: a, He did get a couple of stars I feel bad for,
3: for Sam, too, because remember last year.
1: He was in the Saturday? Middle of that,
3: Jeff Saturday? Yeah, he was in the middle of that tornado where the owner took over. But Jeff Saturday. As Jeff the coach. Saturday is the coach. Oh, fired. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, fired the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and put Sam in at quarterback to face like Bill Belichick.
1: Apparently, he liked Sam. I say he's
3: like, a big Sam guy. Yeah,
1: he loves He's yeah. a big Sam well, fan, but he didn't do him any favors.
3: Yeah. Hey, well, yeah. Fire my head coach, Frank Reich. Fire my offensive coordinator and then put me up against Belichick with Jeff Saturday coach. Sounds
1: about right. But I will say now, um, now that they have, because Anthony Richardson, is going to be the starter there. And was it is it Shane Steichen, the yep. head coach mm-hmm. now? They they can have like running running game plans for their quarterbacks now and it can be you can have more kind of synchronicity because Sam can also do similar things. He's not Anthony Richardson by any stretch. Uh but you can still use the quarterback running game. You can which can use is that what same they want to do. Playbook, yeah. And he came from the Philadelphia Eagles where they love the quarterback running Jalen game. Jalen Hurts, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh B. John Robinson, eighth overall pick in the twenty twenty three draft, had four carries for twenty yards and a six yard reception. His first carry was Bijan like Rod. He made a safety. It was nice. It was I so saw ridiculous.
1: It. He had no business getting, like, what did he get up getting, like 10, 11 yards on the 12, first carry? Yeah, 11 yards, yards after
3: yeah. what should have been contact. But it
1: should have been like a four-yard game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for any other normal human.
3: He was, like, parallel with the ground. Yeah, running, yes, like, I I was, know, <laughs> when he does, people that's like, crazy.
1: What? No Longhorn fan was shot. We were like, told y'all.
3: Tojo. Tojo. <laughs> he won't be able to do that in the NFL. Well, now these are these are guys trying to make teams. I get it. Yeah. Still. Um, also, one more highlight. Can we hear Joseph Osai with the Cincinnati Bengals? Osai. Osai, remember his season ended with that late hit penalty? Oh, oh that was late hit out of bounds. Oh, about Joe, that. you hate that. That was brutal. And it looked like he got hurt on that play, but he's uh, he's balling out. Let's hear Joseph Osai had himself an interception. In motion. Ritter to Miller. That was deflected up in the air. There it is, Joe Osai. Intercepted by Joseph Osai.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I love that uh, the defensive coordinator for Cincinnati, too. Lou he's, really good. He is, he's He was he,
3: he was up for the finals for the Cardinals job. And yeah,
1: he must be a bad interview or something. I don't know. I think he's just an older guy. He's an old guy. He just doesn't really care that I much. I think it's
3: going to be like a Vic Fangio. But he's very good. Uh, that's, he's kinda what I, that's what I felt. That's a good point.
1: Good yeah, because maybe he doesn't, wanna, doesn't care that much about being a head coach.
3: Maybe maybe he does, but well, yeah, he, as an organization, do you want to hire a uh, – Well, he finally got noticed because right, the Bengals were in the guy. Super Bowl the, the previous year. They beat Patrick Mahomes. His game
1: plans versus Mahomes is what got people right, looking at exactly.
3: him. <laughs> well, remember when, when Josh Allen and the Bills, they, they, the Bills couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes. Then the, it, it, on their way to the Super Bowl, the Bengals had to beat Patrick Mahomes in mm-hmm. Kansas City, and they did the best job of anybody on
1: him. Yep. Nobody's done really that Tampa Bay game plan in the Super Bowl, and then Lou Anarumo's game plans with Cincinnati have pretty much been the most Effective to neutralize or somewhat neutralize Patrick Mahomes, but man, you can, all, you, it's only so much you can do.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, there you go. There's some of the NFL 41 Longhorns looking to make their way. Sam Ellinger. Uh, I, I did mention Shane Bouchel. Shane Buchel in, in, in behind Patrick Mahomes Bucelli. went 10 for 10 with 105 yards of passing and a touchdown run of 14 yards for the Chiefs. I know he didn't finish at Texas, but he's a lifetime Longhorn and uh, playing well. As One a, of those
1: Longhorn quarterbacks more, just in the NFL. Yeah. I
3: like it.
2: I like it. It's good, man. 41 Longhorns in the NFL. We know uh, Jim Harbaugh seems to think he's going to have like another, uh, what, a dozen drafted this year of Michigan Wolverines in there. So Longhorns got to keep providing more. We're hoping Quinn Ewers is a first-round draft pick, or JT Sanders and and Xavier Worthy. You want all those guys to get drafted. The higher you get them drafted, the better. But that is going to be a big piece of Texas going forward. We're going to take our last break. We come back respond to your text, 512-337-3776. We can respond to your text there if you got anything you want to say to us before we get off the air. and this last call, we'll tell you some things to go check out around town. And you know what? I'll try and put in this sound from Pete Carroll as well. We come back here on the Horn. Wrap things up. Horn, 1019 AM 1260. Hornfm.com and the Horn app.
3: Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons only on the Horn.
1: Last call. So either hook up now or go
2: home and take care of yourselves. To alcohol. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's what I do. I drink and I know things.
3: Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring
1: one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's
0: over.
2: Last call here on the Sports Complex... Getting you all wrapped up, ready for the evening. Couple things to wrap up before we get out of here. Uh, I want to respond. Chan, the man Chan, uh, on the specs text line says running game needs to work to help our quarterback. Coach Steven needs to morph in the second half with adjustments. And how's the defense going to be without Coach Patterson? Uh, I agree, the running back does need to, the running game does need to help out the quarterback, and Sark needs to call the plays. For the running backs to be able to help out the quarterback and pull that uh, defensive line and linebackers and everybody in a little bit more, opening up some space to do that mid-range passing we talked about yesterday. Uh, and the second half adjustments, yeah, he he knows. He talked about it this season that he needs to make in-game adjustments. Now the question is, does he make those adjustments or does he just continue to uh, uh, have the same issues he had last year and continue to think that he is smarter than – what he actually is in those second half adjustments. He knows what he's doing, but he just never makes the adjustments at the right time. And sometimes he makes adjustments that aren't necessary where the play worked three, the play works a couple times. And in the third and fourth quarter, he doesn't go back to that play anymore. It's just a run play. Just just run it or this screen or whatever it is. You can just, you can keep doing it until they stop it, keep doing it. And sometimes he gets ahead of himself and doesn't want to do that. And uh, how's the defense going to be without coach Patterson? I'm not hundred percent sure they'll be without coach Patterson. But uh, I think they'll be okay. One year of help did help a lot. Having another year in the system is going to help these players out a ton. So I, I that's not my biggest worry. I would love to have Patterson back. The big one now is Paul Crist helping out this offense, helping the run game for Texas, and helping Coach Sark some on the importance of running the ball. Paul Crist addition this year – I think is going to be helpful for the Texas Longhorns and Sark's education going forward as much as I believe Patterson's was for PK uh, learning about more of how the Big 12 defenses work. You got one more year with it, but I think that will help out that, that his, his lessons to PK are going to be big. couple of things to check out. Astros are on TBS tonight. It's a Verlander game, so they get to, to get the TV uh, against the Red Sox. You, know, you get a Northeast team. And you get Verlander, you get a game on TBS tonight. So if you are an Astros fan without a way to watch the Astros normally, you can check them out on TBS tonight. If you want to go check out some music, how about Bear Ryan playing at Saxon Pub tonight? You can check that out. Some good Americana music for you. And uh, if you want to laugh, something that they do every year uh, here in Austin, it's a cool thing. A lot of good comedians have come out of it. The funniest person in Austin contest is going on. It's every Tuesday they're doing it right now. I believe they're still in the early rounds or uh, the first round. So you will see some terrible comics, terrible people who have never even really tried stand-up comedy and just eating it on stage. And you will see some people uh, that are seriously funny comedians uh, advancing as well. That's happening tonight at Cap City Comedy Club. So another thing for you to check out there. We appreciate everybody who uh, who ch- chimed in today for our big fat poll of the day, of which running back you'd want to have, uh, you would pay the most for, that is going to be a free agent next year. We appreciate everybody who chimed in there. Rangers coming up at 8 o'clock tonight right here on the Horn. You can check out the pregame at 8 o'clock. The game is at 840. We'll have that for you. We will have more sports complex for you tomorrow. I believe Jerry Jones was speaking to the media. If I can find some audio of Jerry Jones, love to play some Jerry Jones audio. We like our guys. Try and work on that Jerry Jones impression. I don't think it's there yet. But we'll get there. In one day closer to college football coming this weekend. Can't wait for it. Appreciate everybody joining the conversation. We will be back tomorrow with more Sports Complex. Until then, be kind to others. Keep yourself clean, keep yourself safe, and keep your underwear clean. We'll see you tomorrow right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn.